Rio Rancho Radio 92.9 We are brought to you this morning by Pam Harris's Pete Quail Realty in Rio Rancho. It is time to find out what is going on in the City of Vision with our mayor, Greg Hull. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning, Derek. And I just have to ask, what's not going on in Rio Rancho? It's Man. A busy time and it's very exciting news as we come out of the COVID-19 situation. This last week, we turned green. Yeah, finally went to green. Uh, there was a new matrix. It was a vaccination matrix. And a lot of the mayors around the state and some others really advocated to have the amount of people that were vaccinated as part of the total overall equation because up until it was added just recently, it wasn't being equated in. And we know that based on the numbers the state was putting out, that a really high percentage of individuals were being vaccinated, but nothing was changing. So we would ask the question, well, if you have this many infections, this many people that have recovered, and this many people vaccinated, where does that start to factor into allowing people to open up? And so the governor and her team looked at all those numbers and says, yes, that definitely factors in. So they gave a new kind of what you call a gating criteria, because in order to get to green before, we had to be under a certain percentage of positive tests. Then we had to be under a certain number of infections, confirmed infections. The number for that was eight. You had to be under eight infections on average for Is a two-week period. Per 100,000? Per 100,000, yeah. yeah, eight people per 100,000. And quite frankly, I don't know that we're ever going to get to less than eight per 100,000 on a daily basis. There, It's still out there. And, you know, once again, I want to make sure we tell people to be cautious, be safe, and do the things you need to do to protect yourself. But at some point in time, as we've discussed with the mayor's task force that works with the governor's office, we've discussed this on multiple occasions of how do we bring in this and factor this in? Well, they came up with another criteria that says, okay, well, if you're under a certain percentage of, in, of positive tests or you're under eight infections on a rolling average, eight or less on a rolling average for two weeks, or you have over 40% of your county vaccinated, if you meet two of those criteria, you can go ahead and move into the green. So when they introduced that, as you saw, it put most of the state into either the green or the turquoise because there is a high vaccination rate and most of the counties are over 40%. I think Sandoval County, the last I saw, we were somewhere between 46 and 48% vaccinated. Wow. So there's a strong number there. And that allowed us to move into a green with status, which is very exciting. Now, I don't have all the percentages here of who can open to what percentage. So I'm going to have everybody go ahead and defer to the public health order. And you can find that at New Mexico Department of Health and their website. And it has all of that laid out. I didn't bring all those percentages, but it does talk about that certain things are allowed to happen, like outdoor gatherings, you know, and mass gatherings. Those numbers went from, I think, 10 to... I think 50, I, I think is what they went I've to. I've heard too that even the President Biden said something about outdoor gatherings of a certain size don't have to wear masks if well, you've been vaccinated. If you've been vaccinated, correct. But once again, don't quote me on the numbers no, here. <laughs> yeah, because I, I don't have the exact percentages. But one of the good things was is we get to have the bowling alley open to some degree. Yay. I think they, yeah, oh man. I've been trying and trying and trying to help get Steve opened over there. And then I don't know what they're going to do or what their plans are at this point in time, but 
to some degree, the movie theater can start to open back right. up. 25%. Yeah, 25% capacity. Now, they have how many theaters at Premier in there? They've got like 10 or 12. Yeah. So each one of those at 25%, they might be able to yeah. make a profit. I don't know how much the movies will cost them to, to... You know, on the new releases, I see them packed out, but I've also been to movies where they're still running the movies and there's maybe five or 10 people in, sure. in a theater. So hopefully that that's something that they can get done. That'll be great. So we've got that going on and uh, we're very excited to finally move into the green. And then of course, it looks like there's a light at the end of the tunnel that come the end of June, we could be out of this completely. We're hoping so. I always say, just make sure that light at the end of the tunnel is not an oncoming train. So, <laughs> Well, so. and that it doesn't move, the tunnel doesn't get longer as you right. get closer. But right. uh, I did hear something about if we get to 60% vaccination in the state that we could open. And, and on our current rate of vaccination, that would be in about nine weeks. Yeah, and that's what the target is, is to get there by the end of June is what hey, the what projection is. Great 4th of July we could have. It would be a great 4th of July, and that's why we're saying we're going ahead and we're planning for a full-blown 4th of July celebration because on that 4th of July, if we're allowed to have the celebration, if we're allowed to get it done, and it's going to be, we're going to be rolling be right tight. up on the yeah. line, we're going to do a full-blown ribbon-cutting, very exciting event. We're starting to plan it now at the new city center park so we'll be doing the ribbon cutting opening the park we're hoping to have a band out there we have not confirmed this yet but i'm hoping to have maybe have the new mexico philharmonic on a, in a oh. scaled down version there for the grand opening and they can play all the great orchestra music to the fireworks the, you know uh, the susa music yeah <laughs> yes yes and so do all that and just really celebrate the opening of that new park out there at city center campus park so we're very excited about that and maybe we can also be giving tours of the new senior center at that point in time as well so a lot of really great stuff going on right there so if we do get to the opening it'll be right on the deadline of getting to july 4th but we're planning for a full opening for that july 4th celebration at this point in time you know, it was interesting, and, and for folks that are still concerned, just because the state might open doesn't mean you can't still wear your mask if you're more comfortable doing that. And I got to tell you, Mayor, I think, you know, I, I told you how I've been wiping down my hands after I pump gas. Yeah. And when I go to the store and I'm touching, nobody's talking about this really, but the amount of flu cases this year was way down oh it was a minuscule non-existent. non-existent and so i might just keep wiping my hands off after i put oh, gas in the car oh i've got a box of uh latex gloves in the car now when i pump gas i pull out one of those yeah. and i only use one at a time and then when i'm done i peel that bad boy off and throw, throw it in the trash out. can yep. but yeah there's some precautions that i've been taking that i don't see why i would change those things now so yeah. i would constantly use hand sanitizers before I'm not going to stop that now. The only thing I can see that I would like to get back to is to where we feel comfortable being around each other without masks. But once again, like you said, if that's what makes you feel comfortable, then go ahead and do that. But make that your choice and let each individual make that choice on their own, right? But I'm thinking we can get back to our business after hours for the chamber now that we used to do. And and those were real popular. So we'll talk to Jerry about that, see what his plan is. But so life starts to return to normal if again we have to continue and i'm not telling anybody whether you should or shouldn't get vaccinated but we need to get to that 60 percent for this to happen and for those out there questioning where they can get it just go register at new mexico department of health on their vaccine registration site and right now i can tell you that based on the flow of traffic going through the uh, rear rancho event center 
There's a lot of extra vaccine there. And so there's an abundance of it. There's plenty. So you can go and there's really no reason why if you're wanting to get the vaccine that you shouldn't be ready to go right now. It's open to everybody with the exception of children under 16 because they're still doing studies on children under 16 and until they get the clinical trials back on that, they're not going to open that up. So it's 16 and older. So keep an eye on that. But right now, if you're 16 or older, there's no reason why you can't get registered and go get the vaccination. I think the governor was kind of clever in giving us an incentive saying, okay, if enough New Mexicans get the vaccine, we'll open up. Right. It gives you a reason to go do it if you feel so inclined. Correct. Kind of dangling the carrot on the well, end. Well, and that's the <laughs> other question that's going to have to be answered here as well, because you have to say to yourself, okay, after you have a certain amount of people vaccinated and you have a certain amount of people that have gotten the virus. Right, and, and have the immunity. And have the immunity. At what point do you ask people, you say, okay, we're going to go ahead and open everything up. And if you don't feel safe, you should stay home. But for the people that do feel safe, then want to get out and about, you have to let that freedom resume, if you will, right? Yeah. Well, if I've had the vaccine, then why shouldn't I be able to go bowl? Correct. So for people that make the choice, and I did ask this question, what about the people who make the choice of not getting the vaccine? Do we remain locked down because they won't? And the answer to that question needs to be no. Because that's a personal choice right. at that point in time. And and I respect each individual's personal choice. But, but don't punish one correct, for the other. Right. Don't punish the rest of us for that. And and I actually use that exact word in my meetings. So we're looking for a path forward not to stay in lockdown for sure. in perpetuity. So if I work for the city and I chose not to get the vaccine, can I still come to work? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because some, some so, municipalities are not. Yeah, our, our municipality is not requiring a vaccine as a condition or term of employment. And there are quite a few city employees that have decided that they're not going to do that. There's a lot of people all over the country, around the world, that have decided they're not going right. to do it. And that is a personal choice. That is a personal liberty. But with that, you take on the personal risk. Yeah. And because it is legal for, say, me as a company to not allow my employees to come to work if they have not got right. the vaccine. Right. I don't do that, but some companies do, and they're allowed to do that. Correct. Yeah. So those are the things that we're dealing with on yeah. a day-to-day basis. It's always always yeah. fun, always exciting. A always road a... that no other mayors had to go down I know. until now. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the road least traveled, I think, yeah, but, but we've blazed new trails while we've been doing this, so, sure. and done some amazing things that are being reflected all over the community right now through Buildings being built, businesses are coming to town, jobs are being created, roads are being fixed. There's a lot going on right at this time. And uh, amazingly enough, we've got a stronger budget than we've ever had in our history. And we're just we're seeing some fantastic outcomes that are happening right now. On another note here, you know, I run a radio station. Everybody knows that. And so sometimes there's technical problems. KDSK might go off for some reason or another. And I go fix it as fast as I can. And an issue in Rio Rancho, we have a separate cable company than the whole rest of the state here in Rio Rancho. Right. It used to be Cable One. Now it's Sparklight. And uh, they had a failure last Wednesday where people who subscribed to Sparklight for their internet could not get online. And some folks are upset that uh, we don't have the other service here, Xfinity. Now, we do have other services in Rio Rancho. We have Verizon. We have CenturyLink. Yes. But we don't have what used to be Comcast, now Xfinity. Right. How come? 
Well, that's because they've not made the decision to come into town, and and there's nothing nefarious behind that. And I know that there's this heinous rumor that we've talked about time and time again on the station, and I'm hoping that people, the more people that hear this, will communicate the truth as opposed to unfounded rumors, is that there is some sort of exclusive contract between the city and Sparklight. And I can tell you right now, there is no such contract. If there was a contract like that, Derek, you would be able to put in what's known as an IPRA request, Mm -hmm. inspection of public record, okay? And that document would be available for you to inspect. Uh, Quite frankly, it would also be posted on our city's website as a contract for service. Well, you'd also be offering a monopoly to Sparklight, which isn't legal, and so you couldn't do that if you wanted to. Correct. The only reason you can justify a monopoly and, and have it regulated by the city would be if they were the only service provider in that offered uh, that, that. offered that service like, in the area like pnm correct like pnm and pnm is regulated by the public regulation commission because there's no competition for pnm so if they do rate increases they have to go through the prc and and present that right. they can't just raise your rates without permission from a regulatory commission because they are a monopoly and that's the state that, that right. the, the PRC is through the state. But, Correct. So if I wanted to start another power company, if I had billions of dollars, yeah. you know, like, I could sh- do that, right? Yeah, you'd go in, you'd apply for all the licenses, and you'd get set up with the state, and you'd start doing it. I mean, I think there are, you know, there are power co-ops uh, throughout, you know, in, in other areas oh, sure. of the state. Yeah. I don't know uh, where there's two power companies that exist in the same place. You're right. No, that's true. That's yeah. true. There are different options, as you've seen. And then, of course... In this particular case, there is there's let me make this very clear so people communicate the right thing. You may not like the two choices that there are, which is CenturyLink. And by the way, the service failure that happened with Sparklight was actually connected to CenturyLink. There were outages in the CenturyLink service and the Sparklight service at the same time on Wednesday. It's just the, on the CenturyLink side, it wasn't citywide, whereas with Sparklight, it was citywide. But Sparklight uses CenturyLink's infrastructure sure. in some areas. So it was kind of a perfect storm. What happened is there was a trunk line or a main line that was severed. And I don't know if it was because of that that their redundant system kicked in and the overload caused that circuit to go down. Or if they just happened at the same time, I'm not sure. But I know that there was a severed line and then there was a circuit failure. And those happened almost at the same time. So both of their redundant systems went down. And so that left the city, not only Rio Rancho, but Roswell without Sparklight service. And that always prompts that conversation that is absolutely wrong. But Derek, let me talk about this in real simple financial terms. And you're a business owner. I'm a past business owner. So we just, we talk about investment from a very specific place. Let's say the closest connection to Xfinity for cable was at the city limits, which is say Unser and Black Arroyo. Okay. Mm -hmm. And let's say to run cable all the way up to say Northern Meadows, for example, let's say it costs... I don't know what it costs, but let's say it costs a million, two million dollars. But let's say they run all of that infrastructure up to Northern Meadows. Well, Northern Meadows is about 3,600 homes up there. Now, you have competition up there. You have Sparklight. You have CenturyLink because 
Not everybody that lives in the Northern Meadows is on CenturyLink. Not right. everybody that lives in Northern Meadows is on Sparklight. And you have Direct there, TV and Dish too. There's Direct TV and Dish that yeah. are up there as well. So right off the bat, I've, you've just named four sources for internet cable, and that means there is no mono, meaning one. There is no monopoly. Okay, so there are choices, and the problem is, is some people believe that this fifth choice would be the one that saves the day. So you've got four choices up there already. You run in a fifth choice. I guarantee you that all 3,600 people that live in Northern Meadows would subscribe to Xfinity. Right. They would not do it. So let's say Xfinity spends millions of dollars to get a line up to Northern Meadows, and there's only maximum available customers in that area is 3,600. That's a cap on that investment. In who no investor likes a cap on an investment okay yeah but that's a cap on oh, that yeah. investment yeah you see what i'm saying oh sure so now you've run millions of dollars worth of infrastructure up to an area where there's a very limited market and now you have to share that limited market with four other suppliers okay so you might walk away with let's say 20 percent of the market so if you have 3600 call it 4,000 homes up there yeah. at 20 percent of the market you're walking away with 800 homes now, you just invested millions of dollars to go pick up 800 customers. So how long is it going to take you to get that money back? These are the monetized decisions that private investors are making when they decide whether they're going to go there or not. Now, I've heard rumors. I can't confirm it's true, but I've heard that Xfinity would love to buy Sparklight. But if they buy Sparklight and Sparklight's gone, you've just created the same situation. Yeah. You've eliminated one supplier for another supplier. And if Xfinity owned the same system that Sparklight owns and that line got severed or that circuit went down, everybody'd be screaming at Xfinity or whoever that service provider was sure. at the time that it happened. And they'd be saying, why isn't it that the city of Rio Rancho doesn't let Sparklight come in if Xfinity is the only one that owns the system, yeah. right? So you see what I'm saying? Yeah. These are investment decisions. I was really surprised because I saw somebody commenting online, well, they don't come to Rio Rancho because Rio Rancho charges a franchise fee. Everybody does. Every city charges a franchise fee. Some people call it different things, okay? But a franchise fee or what some communities call, and I think is more, more appropriate, a right-of-way fee, okay? Mm -hmm. So the public owns the right-of-way, which is the streets, the sidewalks. That's the right-of-way. Where those vaults are. Exactly. They run the cables. Okay. Exactly. So you run those cables through the right-of-way, and because that's publicly owned right-of-way, the public has a right to charge a franchise fee or, as you and I might commonly call it, rent. <laughs> okay? It's, yeah. it's, it's just that simple. You're renting space in the public right-of-way because the public owns it. So the city, the government side of it, we have no right and it actually would be illegal for us to allow a profit-taking company to use the right-of-way without showing the public benefit, i.e. they're providing some sort of public service, or to everybody equally, not just to one set of subscribers, yeah. okay? so Because some would argue, well, uh, putting Xfinity in would be a public benefit to some, okay? To, to some. those who subscribe. Because yeah. not everybody, I could put 15 people, 20 people in a room and say, if I brought Xfinity, how many of y'all would change your service? And you might get 20, 30% of those people. Not all 20 of them would change. So it has to be a public benefit. If Xfinity lays in their cable work 
and they put their cable in the right of way and they start servicing customers, they need only enter into a franchise agreement. So let's not pretend like this is a new fee. P&M pays franchise agreements to cities. Gas Company in New Mexico pays franchise fees to cities. Xfinity pays franchise fees or right-of-way fees in Albuquerque and every other city they're in. So okay. in theory, then Sparklight, if they wanted to pay the fees, could be in Albuquerque. Correct. They Correct. chose not to. Exactly. And who knows? I don't know. I mean, maybe Xfinity and Sparklight have an agreement not to cross, cross. territories, yeah. right? Maybe they have an agreement. That's not an agreement with the city. Right. I've heard of other companies that say, hey, we won't go into your territory if you don't come into ours. There's been those agreements. And so those are not something, though, that are orchestrated by the city or the government. I don't know if there's any type of handshake deal or formal agreement or what have you. But Sparklight or Comcast was the initial cable provider that saw the value in investing in Rio Rancho early on. And we have to appreciate the fact that they were up here laying in infrastructure. And Rio Rancho, because it's laid out, and once again, I use the Northern Meadows example because you understand that as kind of a nodal community out there. Now, there are other communities where there's only 110 homes. Let's take, for example, there's a little housing development out off of Broadmoor called Hidden Valley. Oh, yeah. Now, there you've only got a couple hundred homes. Hardly worth the expense. So if you run a cable all the way out there to maybe pick up 10 or 15 customers, think of the expense. Think about where the current connection for Xfinity is now, which is in Albuquerque, and bringing it all the way up Bunter to Northern, Northern to Broadmoor, Broadmoor out to Hidden Valley to maybe pick up 10 or 15 customers. See, it does... So you have to think of this in a real business sense. It's not because the city's saying don't do it. It's because people are looking at the monetization of what the cost over the ROI or the return on investment is going to be. And quite frankly, I would have to think twice before I ran millions of dollars worth of infrastructure out to an area where I might pick up 20 customers. How many years would that customer have to stay on before you got that investment back? Right, right, exactly. And in a day of choices, people flip services really quickly. If you have one glitch in customer service, you know that you can lose a customer to your competitor pretty quickly. And then vice versa, then they go over there and you flip services because, well, you didn't find what you were wanting over here. So you get this back and forth on this thing, but really it comes down to Xfinity. If they want to come to Rio Rancho, all they have to do is come in, enter into a franchise agreement, and start laying in the infrastructure. And it's that simple, but it's very complicated because you have to look. When most people come into a a city, they put a pin in the center of a map, and within a one-mile radius, they want to find 10, 15, 20,000 homes. You really can't get that in Rio Rancho because early on the city was allowed to spread out over 103 square miles. Yeah. So this is not like going into downtown Albuquerque and saying, oh, well, I have some apartment complexes here. I have some townhomes here. I have some condos over here. I've got a housing development over here. I've got all of this. I've got thousands of thousands of people in a one mile radius. I can make money here, right? Mm-hmm. By laying in infrastructure in this very tight area in Rio Rancho. You have to run a lot of expensive cable out to very remote areas where there's very limited population. And that's what you have to look at here. So there is a logic sense to this. I know that's not what people want to hear. What they want to hear is, hey, we're going to run service out here. And if, I, if this company doesn't do it, somehow the city's to blame on that. But the reality is this is an investment decision that's made by Xfinity And 
last time I checked, and I'm not trying to be silly here, but we live in the United States of America, so I can't just go out and demand that a company come into my city and spend millions and millions and millions of dollars and hope to make money. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And also, the city can't take taxpayer dollars, lay in public infrastructure that benefits a very select segment of people, and then hand that off to a profit-taking company. Can't do that either. All these things are violations of the anti-donation clause that's in the state constitution. So we have to be very careful. There are lots of choices. You also we didn't mention Verizon, but you can also get internet through Verizon. People right. do it on their phones all mm -hmm. the time. You can buy a little device. You plug in a modem. You plug into right. your computer, and you can get it through the well, cell and, system. And as a matter of fact, uh, I'm actually a Sparklight user. I've been a Sparklight user, I think, for about three years. This is the first outage I've experienced now. I'm not saying it's the only one that's happened in my area. I might have been gone during the day when it happened and yeah. didn't know that it happened. But this is the only one where I've experienced it. And what I did was I turned the hotspot on my phone on and I went right back to business. So <laughs> Yeah, there are alternatives. So, so there, there are alternatives and there is no monopoly because is, there are choices out there. And I understand this completely. People always enjoy more choices. They always want that freedom to shift from one thing to the other. Well, but it helps keep prices down, too. It does. That yeah. competition helps pe keep prices down. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. We're running out of time, but I wanted to ask you about, we have, uh, I guess, a, a special veteran that we're honoring. Oh, yes, absolutely. So last Wednesday, I had the honor of driving in a, a parade to celebrate the very special birthday of one Harold Amidon. And Mr. Amidon is an amazing individual, lives up in Northern Meadows, a really neat guy, and a World War II veteran, okay, served in the Army, turned 100 years old, a century on the planet Earth. Wow. Yeah. How's that? How's that for excitement? Think of what he's seen. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. Since 1921 to today. And he's <laughs> sharp as a tack because he wanted to tell me all of his stories. He he just went right into them. Talked to me about when he moved to Rio Rancho and how he served the country and in the armed forces and really, really neat guy. So it was an honor for me to present him a certificate recognizing his 100th birthday a century old is just fantastic. So if Mr. Ramadan is a uh, is a listener of this show, we want to give him another shout out. Happy 100th birthday. I hope it was an amazing day. But yeah, we did a drive by parade to go by and honor him. And while I was there, I jumped out, uh, parked my car, jumped out presented him with a mayoral certificate one of my coins from the city just recognizing him and he was he was really happy to see me i don't think he knew who i was when i was first walking up and then somebody said oh, harold harold this is the mayor and he said oh the mayor i like the mayor you know so he's a nice guy he's just, he says oh you know okay so he was very excited, and uh, I stood there with him while all the parade went by, and then I presented him with his certificate. So really neat guy. So once again, to uh, Mr. Amadon, we want to wish you a very happy 100th birthday. That's impressive, and congratulations. Uh, and clearly he's lived a blessed life because a lot of people love him. Very good. And just to confirm, Matt Geisel is our new city manager. Yeah, so uh, Matt Geisel was confirmed as city manager at the last governing body meeting. And I was very happy. He received a five to one vote from the city council. And so he was confirmed as our new city manager, takes over the official position on May 4th. 
And so since he's taking over officially on May the 4th, we will say May the 4th be with him. (laughs) Sorry. Another Star Wars fan. (laughs) Sorry, Matt. (laughs) That was, oh, well, put on bump. (laughs) So anyway, but no, he takes office on uh, May 4th, and we're excited for uh, Mr. Geisel to take over that leadership position. I think he's going to do an amazing job at leading the city. And I'm looking forward to working with him side by side to uh, get a lot of stuff done. Matt's got a lot of experience in the development world and economic development. That's what our main priority is as a city is to grow our economy, get businesses here, continue that forward momentum on growth. And I believe Matt is the right guy to lead that forward. He's homegrown. He's been with the city for 11, 12 years, and he's worked his way up through the ranks and through the various different departments. He's been a Rio Rancho resident for 16 years, if I'm not mistaken, before he came to the city, worked for Pulte Homes. So he's had his fingers in the marketing and development community for a long, long time. And I will tell you, when I brought his name forward as my selection for nomination, I've never seen for anything before the community outcry of support for Mr. Geisel. So I was really, really happy that, hey, the community just poured out to support my decision on that. And I was very grateful for that. So we're all going to work hard to make sure Matt is as successful as he can possibly be. We're going to work with him side by side to help him be successful because if he's successful, we're all successful. So that's what we want. And uh, so looking forward to that and appreciate him stepping up and applying for that. And I'm looking forward to working with somebody. He's got all the local knowledge and he's got all the relationships. He uh, was also a past secretary for the governor of New Mexico, economic development secretary. For Susana Martinez. For Susana Martinez. So he has not just the local connections, but the Santa Fe connections as well, because he had to work side by side for two years with all the state legislators to get stuff done. And he worked side by side with the governor's office to, to get stuff done. So there's a lot of skill and expertise he brings to the table. And we're looking forward to putting that to get use for the city of Rio Rancho. Great. One last thing. Great American Cleanup coming next week? Yeah. So Great American Cleanup is coming up. Uh, Go to the city's website, get signed up, sign up to put a group together. And this is May 8th and May 15th. So it's two weekends. Put together a group, get out there. Be careful, though, if you're cleaning up along a roadside or anything like that. But go to a park, pick up trash, and help us keep Rio Rancho as beautiful as possible by joining us on the Great American Cleanup. That is May 8th and May 15th. The details are on the city's website at www.rrnm.gov forward slash Great American Cleanup, and you'll find it right there, all the details of how you can get signed up, how you can put together a group. Now, I'm not having a mayor's rally in the desert. I do the rally in the desert later in the year, so this is not that. But we want you to get out there and help us keep Rio Rancho beautiful by picking up a bag of trash or getting out and using the day as an excuse to clean up the weeds in your yard or get rid of some debris and remember please 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 don't dump your trash in the desert because we're going to be also out cleaning up illegal dump sites on this day so we don't want to be chasing our tails cleaning up illegal dump sites while we're trying to get stuff to the dump people are dumping it back in the desert so please Derek you know that's a pet peeve of mine when people go dump their trash in the desert don't do that please Please take it to the landfill. I remind people that the waste management landfill 
is open to Rio Rancho residents that have a current account, okay, for one free landfill trip a month. So there's no need for you to take it to the desert when you can go dump it for free at the Rio Rancho landfill if you're a current subscribed customer and, and a Rio Rancho resident. We had quite a bit of rain last week here in Rio Rancho, so the weeds are going to pop up. If I want to think I'm going to be a good citizen and maybe you know go in that median on Unser and pull weeds, yeah, let's not do that. That's unsafe. Okay. <laughs> let the let the city deal with the medians. As a matter of fact, I was driving up golf course this past week, and I noticed that there's some weeds popping up in the medians there because it's spring yeah. and spring has sprung, and with the rain. That just gave all those dormant weeds the excuse they needed to pop their heads up, right? So we're going to be out there. We're going to have the weed crews. I remind people that our job is to clean up. We've got 400 miles of streets and parks and different things to clean up throughout the city. We've got thousands of acres of open space that we have to try to keep track of. So last I checked, I think we have either eight, maybe 10 people on our right-of-way crews. And we have to divide them between weed cleanup and road repair. So we'll be out. We're going to be trying to get this cleaned up and we'll try to keep on top of it. But help us keep Rio Rancho beautiful by keeping your area cleaned up. And we'll do the best we can to get the city's weeds cleaned up at the same time so we can have a great pride of in our community. So with that, yeah, come join us for the Great American Cleanup, May 8th, May 15th. Put together a group of people, go out, pick up some trash, and get it into the landfill where it belongs. All right. And for folks that tune into our program every week, we do this every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. Sometimes people just find us. They come in in the middle, and they want to hear what you said before they tuned in. And I understand you've done something about that. Yeah, so we want people to have access to these shows. And so now we've only put in this year's shows. We went ahead and uploaded this year's shows, so you can only go back to this year so far. I haven't decided if we're going to go back any further than that yet, but at least for this year's show, starting January 1, we now have the Mayor Hull podcast. So if you have a podcast service that you subscribe to, go out and look up the Mayor Hull show or put Greg, G-R-E-G-G, two G's there, H-U-L-L, in your search feature on your podcast player, and you should be able to find the Mayor Hull Show, and you can go back through that podcast and listen to anything you might have missed about this broadcast. Now, right now, they're just itemized by the date, every Sunday that we've done this, but I'm going to start trying to add labels to them, like today's show will be Mayor Hull Talks Sparklight service outage, right. you know, so <laughs> that way you kind of, yeah. you know, you have an overview of one of the major topics. So we'll try to put that out there so people understand which ones that we're talking about. But yeah, if you just tuned in this morning to KDSK radio right here in Rio Rancho, if you just tuned in and you missed most of this show, if you'll check my podcast within the next three days, it'll be uploaded to my podcast channel and you can go back and listen to anything you might have missed. When you say subscribe, you don't have to pay. There's a, you no. can log on just if you search Greg Holt podcast, you'll find it. Uh, there's no fee. You just no, no fee. Yeah. No fee. There's a link that says subscribe. And I think that that way you get 
it actually pulls it into your podcast marker points. Right. So, if you listen on your phone, if you want to listen on your home computer, though, you just click on it and it starts playing. Exactly. Exactly. It just goes into your kind of your playlists, if you will, right. of saying, hey, do you want to listen to this? Or you get notified when new episodes get updated. Yeah. But it is a free service and we want to get this information out. We want people hearing what's going on. And I want to try to bring as much information to everybody in Rio Rancho as I possibly can. So with that, I know we're way over today, Derek, but a lot of important information next week. Big teaser here. I think we're going to have a lot of great things to talk about next week. So I want to encourage everybody to tune in right here at 92.9 KDSK Radio. It's Rio Rancho Radio, your oldie station. And uh, Derek, as always, I appreciate you and Pam Harris with Pequel Realty for uh, allowing me to have this opportunity to talk to people and get information out. Well, thank you, Mayor. I appreciate you doing it. And uh, we'll look forward to talking with you next week. All right. Everybody go out there, make it a great day and God bless.